0: Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I've been watch romantic comedy. Searching for a boy in high school is as useless as searching for meaning in a poly Shore movie.
1: You've got a, a box full of quarters and a
0: spoonful of
1: sugar. 90. Oh, my God. Uh, I have, and we can get into this in a moment if you want, a good poly Shore story. Oh. Yeah, but uh first things first sarah we should probably do an introduction yes yeah and i think we should let people know that this is romantic comedy com, or as you choose to call it romcomcom.com and as always i'm one half of your podcast team i'm justin and with me as always is
0: sarah and this
1: week we have back our very first uh second appearance double guest
0: well, our very first guest.
1: Our very first guest back for oh a second God. appearance.
0: for a second appearance this as our very, very first
2: double guest.
1: Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: <laughs> it's Taryn from L.A. again. It's, it's, I'm
1: back! <laughs> and so we brought her back for not only an excellent teenage uh, coming-of-age romantic comedy... But also an LA one. We're doing That's Clueless right. this week.
0: That's right. Oh my Could, god! Doesn't get more LA than this. I it's true. love this movie. <laughs> it's very true.
1: I am going to bare my soul during this, <laughs> and I will start from the very beginning to let you guys know.
0: It's a very good place to start. <laughs> as I was
1: watching this movie, as I was watching this movie. I was watching it with fresh eyes. Yeah, For the me first too. time, I was I seeing things I in never years. saw. No, and what yeah. became apparent to me. So it was 1995, I think, that this yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. So what were we, like 11-ish, which yeah. would be Eleven. probably 5th mm-hmm. or 6th grade? I
2: was 9. It uh, was 5th grade. but yeah. Call it 5th, 6th. We're all, yeah, I was in 4th grade, yeah. Close. Mm-hmm. I...
1: And I feel absolutely absurd saying this. Until I watched it this time, there was some part of me that always assumed that this was reality in L.A. during that time period. Oh, really? It never occurred to me until this viewing that it was meant to be a caricature. Oh. I thought this was how people actually lived until I watched it this time. And the only reason I picked up on it this time is I watched an extra where the director had to point out to me, this is meant to be a caricature oh. of what she would, she went to high schools and sat in on classes. Mm-hmm. So she'd see things that gave her ideas and then she'd blow them up. I mm-hmm. thought people fucking dressed with these patent leather hats and. No, no, I didn't know that. That
0: was a plastic hat. Yeah.
1: Is there a di What's patent leather then? Leather. Oh, I thought it was patent. Why is it patent leather? Because <laughs> it's shiny. The
0: pleather it? was the fake leather plastic. like kind. Yeah, of but This yeah. is like legit formed plastic, that yeah. hat.
1: Okay, whatever the hat is, Sarah, <laughs> let, let's get back to the core <laughs> of my statement here and not what
0: you choose to pick out that's wrong <laughs> that I'm saying.
1: I really did when I watched this. I thought this was reality for some people.
0: Uh, I... Well, it probably is for like a select
1: few. Okay, so Sarah, on the off chance that there's someone out there that has never seen the film Clueless. Mm -hmm. Do you want to give a quick one-minute summary so they at least have an idea of what is going on in this film before we talk
0: about it? So Cher is played by Alicia Silverstone. She is the most popular girl in school. And her best friend, Dion. they're like fashion queens. And she... Uh, her she, her dad is a single dad, but her ex-stepbrother comes back into the picture and she's annoyed with him. Then a new girl comes to school, Ty, played by Brittany Murphy, and they she tries to fix her, tries to give her a makeover. Meanwhile, she's giving a makeover and matchmaking um, the school counselor and the debate teacher, trying to get them together so she can improve her own grade. And so... <laughs> just she loves to fix people and she's manipulative in a positive way and then she tries to hook britney murphy up with a guy who turns out actually likes her it goes south she gets on the outs in her group and then starts to grow as a person and realizes that she actually may like her ex-stepbrother uh, And then they end up together, and and it's kind of weird. To the end, <laughs> <laughs> that
2: uh, as usual, sir, you that's nailed it. Yeah, that's a very good, yeah, that's a very good, very good description of the whole plot. Okay,
1: that that's the movie. So a lot of people know this is based on the Jane Austen novel Emma. Mm-hmm. So I, Sarah have not read that book i assume perhaps taryn has as a well-read woman i know mm-hmm. for a fact you have as mm-hmm. a, a, a literary major sure. how how close is this
0: uh it's pretty much the same story i mean it's you know her name is emma not share <laughs> she's but her mom dies she lives with her dad and they're wealthy Um, she has a best friend who is married in the book and, uh, she and her husband, you know, are a little bit dramatic. And then there's a woman named Harriet who's based on Ty. Um, and she's making a project of her. She's lower class. She's, um, you know, defers to Emma as like the helper for her, um, and I can't remember if Josh or if he's based on Mr. Knightley. I can't remember if he is a brother or just a brother figure in the movie or in the book. Yeah, um, but but he's older as well. And he has a slightly disturbing prior family, according to Bustle of slightly disturbing prior familiar relationship. So I think he I think he is like a former kind of brother figure. Um, and then Elton is based on a guy named Mr. Elton. I mean, it couldn't be more spot on. And fuck that guy, though.
2: Can we all agree <laughs> on that? I'm
0: sorry. Yeah. He's the worst. I know he's the worst. He's total a hole. Yeah, and he leaves her, and then she gets held up at gunpoint. But I love Jeremy Sisto because I watched Six Feet Under. Who are you? Who? <laughs> are you Sarah? <laughs> I love Jeremy Sisto <laughs> but and he's so there. young and so sweet you he's are like, the
1: one woman that I think would stand on uh, someone screwing over a woman on a movie in a role and, yeah. and,
0: and, and hate him forever over. but I love Jeremy Sisto
1: That's his, this saw, is his
0: youngest role this is the first thing he got cast in let me take a let me take
1: a wild guess you saw him in the other thing before this yeah that explains
0: it. well no I mean I saw Clueless when I was no, like 14 no, 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 but no, 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 six I, feet under I saw yeah, like yeah. It was really close to my heart. No, no. and uh, and then I just saw him on Ryan and Kelly, <laughs> and he's doing great. <laughs> and he's like almost fifty now. I'm not gonna oh lie. I don't really
1: care that he's doing well. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. want <laughs> yeah. him to doing well. You uh, don't was, I do not I anything about him since
0: this movie, he has he he like grew like another five inches. He's like six <laughs> two. Yeah, in that's real life. I don't care about his he height. Still has the he the same. Was not like to
1: share. You don't treat a woman. You don't oh. drop a woman. Off in the middle of nowhere. Well, you know what? He's a, a good actor because lot.
0: he made you hate him. Okay. That, you know
1: what? You make a good point. So tell Circus me more, about, tell me more yeah. about Emma.
0: Mr. Elton. Christian is uh, Frank Churchill, who um, is bad for Emma because he's engaged to another person oh, in the book. Whereas in he's every gay. Novel, in, and... Yeah. In the, you know. Um... Travis Birkenstock is Robert and Martin, both were deemed unsuitable. For... Was he a
1: skater in the novel too? <laughs>
0: but they turn out to be pretty great guys. No, he's a farmer. Aww,
1: those mm. sad farmers. Well, I have heard I've heard skaters womp referred to womp. as the modern farmers. Are they
2: <laughs> modern day farmers? Yeah. Everyone, everyone makes that connection.
0: Yeah. It's fine. But everybody has agreed that Clueless was a better adaptation of Emma than Did the Gwyneth Emma? Paltrow movie Emma that oh, came shit. out a year later. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's pretty telling, too. Like, Amy Heckerling definitely knew what she was doing.
2: A little uh, insight from yes. living in Los Angeles now. The la- I hadn't watched this movie in years until, I think it was last spring. We have a lot of rooftop and, like, outdoor movie viewing situations mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. That's kind of our thing. Um, but I went to watch this at this bar in West Hollywood that, like, had a rooftop movie. You get, like, a lovely, like it's like a titanic lounge chair with like a like mm. fur blanket and like headphones to watch it it's mm. very i don't know wait i hope Jesus, they wash the blanket
1: you get head i hope they wash the headphones you get headphones <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah they like you're they like in, in the whole how place? much does it i cost? think they steam the whole thing i don't know my friend like rented a couple seats for like a corporate thing so i oh. just like snuck in but no it's i think it's like 20 bucks a thing but like you know it's always at like Sounds a nice theater blush. or a bar yeah well you know Los Angeles yeah. we're very ritzy um but I hadn't seen it since I kind of lived in LA and it was like a kind of strange but it also kind of it's one of those movies that I I realize every 90s thing I remember now as an adult is from this movie this was like huh. Clueless was kind of the movie that kind of I think created so many of the like 90s isms that we remembered as but also just knowing like being around like beverly hills and just like high schools in la like i live across the street from a high school that now was used for so many film and television things i don't Hmm. even know i can't name any of them but it is like there are very few regal old school looking buildings in la and i have a high school across the street from me that's like this very big brick like i mean around Hmm. you know east coast anywhere else honestly you get like kind of regal looking big brick buildings everywhere. But mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, our schools, our high schools are kind of the only things that have been around a long time. And yeah. there are a few that are kind of, I don't know, they're very like stately looking. Yeah. So, and the Beverly Hills High School, they used, I think they used um, Occidental College as a filming they location. They did, they just looked And well. also Beverly Hills High. And mm-hmm. those are both two very like, just like yeah. prestigious. I don't know, we have a lot of beautiful locations, but just Short version being around kind of people that have grown up there and everything is like some people have this weird, very like Beverly yeah. Hills upbringing, which yeah. is very odd, but I don't know, what happens. So it's funny
0: because they made fun of being of people in the valley mm-hmm. and you know being out in I assume it's San Fernando Valley, yes, San Fernando Valley, but they have the valley girl thing going on yeah so it's like it's the valley girl accent has moved to Beverly Hills one also
2: like in the valley there are a lot of pockets of really really rich people too like I actually like the exterior of Cher's house was in Encino Encino, which is Encino is definitely the the valley valley, but like like up by wait
1: Encino like where they found Brendan Fraser yes Yes, Encino Encino, man man. yeah
2: but Encino is incredibly large like a lot of the kind of there goes the bottle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are getting deep on Don't tell me how to
1: drink my wine
2: Justin finished a <laughs> bottle of wine um, But no Encino and like up around Woodland Hills Like actually a yeah. lot of the fire areas lately like, they are getting a lot mm. of publicity Like Hidden Hills and everything Justin
0: has no concept of where the fires are In relation to LA No I think she knows that by the fact that Anytime I hear about <laughs> fire in California
1: I'm like hey man like you good? He's oh, like oh, my Malibu.
0: No, Malibu is where the fires are. That's
1: no, L. Mal- A. That I said,
2: was
0: close. I actually
1: like Malibu is not that far from L. A. Tell me, no,
2: that. it's not at all. Thank how far you. away is so it? So it's right up the coast, but how like, many minutes? It's about. <laughs> it's like twenty miles. No, 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 See? no, no, no. That's <laughs> fucking forty minutes exactly, no. like I said. It's 25-30 minutes. It's okay. honestly like the lower the south, and it actually it went pretty <laughs> I far <told> south. You, <laughs> there no, is there
0: something
1: in you that I can't be right?
2: No,
0: it's not that you can't be right. It's just that you're wrong so often right.
2: <laughs> so this fire i will say the last round of fires yeah. i had friends evacuated like it was mm. very much far closer than it had the ever Bulls-y been before fire. yeah like all of the i had just been at um it went into it went the to calabasas yes it was calabasas mm. hidden Poor Hills. my friends lived there's like a border where my friends live like between hidden hills it literally is a gate that's like don't come in here non-rich people but they live on the other side of that gate and they were evacuated for almost a week and um but i actually was at one of the very big kind of malibu hills landmarks there's a winery and um like a little safari Mm -hmm. and whatever up there but we just been the the week before the fires hit so it was like Mm. very like it was one of those very fresh things that was just like holy shit for the first time it's kind of encroaching on our lives and it was a big kind okay. of like oh my god
1: no and, and you know what's funny that you mentioned about the impact that clueless has had i have just looked online are you guys aware that clueless just recently and what i mean recently i mean november 20th opened its broadway jukebox <gasps> musical
2: oh my god well off broadway I will 100% Well, no, off-Broadway,
1: on-Broadway is just a classification of house size. It has nothing to do with location.
2: Yeah. So it's smaller
1: houses that it's playing. On-Broadway just means they're, like, bigger. Um in it, it's, it's songs that it uses in it, Torn by but Natalie that- and <gasps> Say My Name, Destiny's Child, oh my God. Kids mm. in America, obviously, <laughs> Beautiful yeah. Life by Ace of Base. Mm. It's gotten mixed reviews, but I'm not going to lie, I-, I would see this motherfucker in a
2: second. It feels like a nostalgia bomb, which is the just the right kind of thing. That this I feels feel like, like the thing that would tour mm-hmm. and it would- There's so kill. many older oh, millennials yeah. that would oh, love yeah. that oh, yeah. that would kill in, like That would kill here, that would kill, but- like, honestly.
0: Wait, but back to Broadway, I thought there were specific Broadway theaters. There were well, designated Broadway theaters.
1: There probably are, but I'd i always been told that it was always been told. Sarah, I took a theater 101 class in college. And <laughs> With I, my
0: friend's mom. Yeah, and I
1: vividly remember your friend's mom telling me <laughs> that it was house size, and I wasn't one bit hungover when she told me, so I know oh. I remember that correctly.
0: I thought there were, what, seven Broadway theaters? And if you're Sarah, in that the theater, the you're day, on Broadway. <laughs> all I have to
1: ask is just it's the theater, the theater. The theater yeah. What's to, to be done, done about, about the theater? theater. <laughs> yes. So, but no, so it, it, Clueless is one of those things that I really feel like was for our age group, was a touchstone. It Definitely. 100% was. Hmm. But do you realize some of the other stuff the director yeah. has touched? Amy Heckerling, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. did. Fast Times at Ridgemount High. She did European Vacation.
0: I like that one. Yeah. yeah, That's a good one.
1: She also did Loser, which is one that I really, really want to do on this podcast Mm -hmm. that has Jason Biggs and Mina Suvari. And he's wearing that weird
0: Mm -hmm. hat. He's got that weird hat
1: with the flappies.
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: really like that movie a lot. Uh, Also, the one that really, really threw me, this lady has to be sitting on a boatload of cash. Are you ready for this? Look who's talking.
0: Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, she did that. So she So she's Amy. made
1: like a she's lot. made big fucking movies, man. Yeah. Uh I have here guys a list of kind of clueless facts. Mm-hmm. A couple of them I would like to run down with you guys. Okay. I think that's um, a good Would you point. like me to kind of run down these and get your reactions to this? Mm-hmm. And this is coming off of, as always, the DVD extras of this <laughs> film, which I would really suggest if you like this movie, you get to see Donald Faison, my fucking favorite Donald Faison. <laughs> As a, a baby-faced, 17, 18-year-old. Mm-hmm.
2: He, ju- he was an adorable little baby. And so, I've, I so I've gotten a
1: lot of these off of that. But for one, Brittany Murphy, she was listed, She was on this uh, talking about uh, the scene where she looks at Sharon and goes, You're just a virgin who can't, <laughs> can't drive. drive. Brittany Murphy admitted she She's was not a only a virgin at that time, she but I, she could not drive. Yeah. Um, here's Here's the one that really, really got me. Uh, running through the ages on <laughs> this film, and and oh, yeah. that's really it's the interesting the part. Mm-hmm. Well, Alicia Silverstone, nineteen; Brittany Murphy, eighteen; Paul Rudd, twenty six. Kind of plays Donald Faison, my boy, twenty one. Mm-hmm. Do both of you know how old Stacy Dash was during this movie? You okay? You don't answer. Mm-hmm. You you answer.
2: I believe she was the oldest, but I like I Throw think she age. was like I think she was like twenty seven, twenty eight.
1: She was twenty eight.
2: Yeah. Oh my god, she yeah.
0: Looks she's 51. Oh Have you seen her? She, yeah, she she's fantastic. on Fox News all the, crack, the time now. Man. Yeah She looks, she looks amazing. Fantastic. She looks Well, yeah. I, mean, Rudd, looks,
2: I, mean, Rudd, looks, I mean, but let's also give credit to Paul Rudd, who looks. He's 49. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. He, does. he looks He's maybe like looks he had great. one, like. But can you he must look, never uh, go on in over the sun. 1995. Can we walk
1: this back, though, for one second? I'm all on the Paul Rudd train, but to Stacey Dash.
2: She looks phenomenal.
1: Let's go to you at 29. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. You get cast in a movie at (laughs) seventeen. What do you do when you go home? How? I mean, are you? That's such a big age. Are you excited? Are you doing a backflip? Do you get worried you're going to get carded? Like, (laughs) that would be like me. I'm thirty four. So that would be me. Like, what getting cast in like mid mid. I mean, like wait, twenty one, twenty (laughs) two. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I think
1: if I shaved, I could pass for 21. We've done this before. Could I pass for, you think I could pass for, tw- no, 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 give me, tw- what about 23 if I shaved and I have a little gray in the beard? Probably 23. Okay, boom. Good night.
2: I am very bad at guessing ages because, again, mm-hmm. living in LA, you have a very hard time because everyone has Botox. Everyone's oh, like, yeah. everyone started a skin routine at age 16. And I'm yeah. like, what? I've never heard of that. I just recently. They're like that movie.
0: What is that movie? Out of Time with Justin Timberlake and. Oh my God.
2: Where everyone's. Yes. Age. The, yeah. The weird like time. Yeah. With like yeah. Vincent Carthizer, I think, is in yeah. it too for Mad Men. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Matt Bomber. Yes. That's like. Um, no, it. It is a weird thing. Like, I don't know. I have no concept of how to think about, like, whenever I read about someone who played a role that was, like, mm-hmm. far below their actual age range, because it genuinely is that everyone in LA just looks a yeah. good five oh. to 10 years younger than anyone anywhere else you go to. So, in 1995, though. And 95, I good. mean, but it also is, I mean, In your, I feel like the the twenties is a range that you can still (laughs) kind of like knock off, like if you're very lucky and God bless, twenty-eight to
1: seventeen, though. Twenty-eight to seven, and she's no, no, and I. I know that you are very much on women's rights. That is a woman in film playing 28 to 17. That's on a, guy, a guy playing <laughs> 50s to 30s. I feel like it's not something that is uncommon. A mm-hmm. woman playing 11 years into her
2: teens? Yeah. Get just for fucking fist pumps <laughs> to Stacey Dash.
1: Okay, going going down through my other notes, uh, here's more of a personal one and less about the movie. <laughs> I noticed that the portion of the DVD extras dealing with Donald Faison were actually worn out so that they kept <laughs> skipping. So boomed to my boy Donald Faison <laughs> yeah. that's obviously the part people want to watch a bunch so a i love that there, so good. a lot of scrub fans out there a lot of scrub Donald Faison is the best not just He's anything he touches good. i'm going to give you <laughs> my two favorite facts about this movie and one of them is my party fact that i do pull out on people but the first one the first one's new uh Travis in this movie so the skater guy mm-hmm. in real life he skipped his high school graduation to stay home and watch yes. the replay of the pilot of Gilligan's Island <laughs> because they never replayed it, and he wanted to see yeah, it—the
0: one where uh, they didn't have Gin- ginger. Was
1: it ginger or was it Mrs. Howe? I think ginger. Ginger. And here, here's the one that I may have told both of you, and I feel like this is the clueless fact that no one picks up on. Okay, so they, they kind of a couple of them they explain why they ha- why they have money. But then there's Travis and yeah. they give you a hint a couple times. They his say last his last name. Yeah. Sarah knows this because I'm sh- she watched the extras. I didn't and all think that. about it until
0: right now. OK, that's so
1: funny. How, so I haven't told you this.
0: No, you didn't tell me. That. OK,
1: Taryn, have I told you this? T-
0: Don't think so.
1: OK, Travis in this movie, the skater stoner. Yes. When they call in Yeah. When they call him up. And they announced that he is one or he is takes the title of having Mm -hmm. the most tardies.
0: 38. (laughs) He
1: is announced as one Mr. Travis Birkenstock. Birkenstock. So that's right. where Travis's is, is the Fortune. The yeah, he fortune. is the Sandal Fortune of hippies. That is my f- favorite clueless fact. It's
2: perfect. You know, and then there's
1: there's a lot like Wallace Shaw was a, Wallace Shaw was actually a teacher. Yeah. And another Wallace Shaw fact, mm, I he was on him. uh Star Trek Deep Space 9 as uh Grand Negus Zek and he mm.
2: and he used to talk like this Quark. <laughs> he always talks like that. He's Wallace Shawn. Oh okay. Sean by the way, not I thought it was Shaw. It's Sean. Oh, wow. Sean, yes. And then, did you guys know the
1: Clueless movie had a Clueless TV show that ran for 62 episodes over three, three seasons, seasons? I do remember that. Of all the original cast, had uh, Donald Faison, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Stacy Dash, mm-hmm. Elisa Donovan.
2: That's is that the red hair girl?
1: Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I thought so. Wallace Shawn and mm-hmm. Twink
0: Kaplan.
2: Huh. Miss Geist. Yes. yeah. It Even had, though
1: she's a producer. Mm-hmm. It it had pretty... I thought she was in it, though.
0: She is. Yeah, but yeah. she's a producer. Oh, she was first. also a producer? Oh, okay. Yeah. She's really good friends with Amy Heckerling. And, the director. Yeah. And to the point where Amy Heckerling said, I I promised her I'd be in her wedding. And at least in 1995, that hadn't panned out yet. But so I, that, I got cast as one of the bridesmaids in wedding oh, wedding yeah. Scene. yeah. <laughs> so she said, did you see,
1: speaking of the wedding scene in that, mm-hmm. she had, her wedding gown was crafted, it wasn't like an off-the-rack thing. It no, was crafted it was for handmade. Her, and it was so tight, they had to have, what's it called, uh, like a board,
0: like she yeah, couldn't Yeah, what is that down. called? A leaning? <laughs> um, oh, a leaning, yeah, it's like, uh, a, it's, oh, shit. This so this there like were, an old yeah. so there were a Hollywood thing like read it, it was like from Weir, Yeah Weir where Hayworth's they like Have the set. arms out yeah. yeah
2: and like They just lean back On the like mm-hmm.
0: So there
1: were photos it's Of like Wallace a shot
2: board Sitting like a board yeah. Talking to her while she's on
1: this Leaning board oh, I love that And mm. also another Clueless fact I just have so many Of these written down Because they're fantastic Share had Okay under over Under over share on outfit changes I have a number mm-hmm. Under over 35
2: That's over I think that's over two.
1: 56. Are you she serious? had 56 different I costumes. I feel like there were just movie. like, yeah. I,
2: that's crazy to me because like everything she put on kind of became very iconic. And the yeah. thought that there were 50 total that we've kind of erased from our collective memory then, because <laughs> I Darren. can probably. The
1: movie was 97. Minutes. That's, That's wild. crazy. But
2: she also had that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful automated like digital closet yeah. that would put outfits together for her, Emma which really was liked like, that. stunning. And <laughs> every girl from I mean, I first saw this movie when I was probably ten or eleven. Hmm. From that point on it was like that was my that was my go to. That was my goal. Hmm. And it still to this day is like Do you remember those? They were called fashion plates. Those yes, things they you were could the little paper. The they were yeah, they were um, like um, not paper dolls, but like wait, what drawing? Yeah, you would do like an etching. Where would you get these? So I oh, had. It, they like, still sell them in a one I definitely for her fifth had. Birthday. I did these all the
0: time. It yeah, was like you got... Plates. and you can switch out the head, the wait, torso, wait, no, and the skirt, No, is this like a thing you legs. get at a,
1: in a store in yeah. a magazine? Yeah, or? yeah, it's like
0: a toy. It was like a girl's like, and then you put a piece of paper over it, and you um rub you do rub yeah, you do a rubbing like a like a and dinosaur it, fossil yeah but and it with gives fashion you the outfit so you can switch out all the different mm-hmm. parts of the outfit
2: and that always made me think of that that was very computer. much like the like manual version of shares kind of yeah closet wardrobe wardrobe mm-hmm. yeah We would just rub pencils over. No colors involved. Yeah. Unless you added them yourselves. But yeah. So seeing that, I think that was the thing kind of. I always did those fashion plates when I was a kid and paper dolls and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So seeing a digital version of that for a teenager was just like, oh, my God, I could do that for real life for myself was wild and just aspirational to the point where to this day, Mm -hmm. even though we all have we have Stitch Fix, we have Yeah, All kinds of online things that will literally send you outfits. Mm -hmm. I still want that closet. I know. It's so cool. You know, and there's
0: a show. There's a kid's show, a Barbie show now Mm -hmm. where they're all, they don't pretend that they're real people. It's animated in their dolls. They have like the neckline that shows Mm -hmm. where their head connects to their neck. And they're always perceived as dolls because Mattel got in trouble for trying to pretend that people actually look like Barbie. And she has an automated closet who is, like, totally AI. And in one episode, he goes rogue and, like, (laughs) traps them in the closet. And it is humongous. It's, like, the end of... um... Raiders right of the Lost Ark with all the yeah, with with all the so crates. many clothes yeah. and like he's the one who always picked him out for her and everything and I'm like ah oh, that would be sweet
2: yeah even not be I'm not even a clothes girl like that's not my thing but mm-hmm. like the thought that like some sort of I know automated the automation it's so could convenient just choose and make me look <laughs> as cool as Cher looks yeah. in the mid-90s Apparently, which again you know is that, just stunning
0: that yellow the plaid was the most iconic look of the 56 according I b- to 100 and that was most of her stuff wasn't designer because uh the the the, the um costume designer only had 200 grand mm-hmm. or something um but that look was john paul Gautier, and she got to keep that when she <sighs> left
2: the beret is, and the knee socks. No, art. that is
1: the the her and Dion in that outfit from that. Mm-hmm. Hands down, I've seen two times it done at Halloween. Yeah, and both times it was the big
0: it so No, like it, everybody loves it
1: because it's not a mm-hmm. a hard outfit to to
0: Re-produce. do well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and well, everyone and instantly in knows it. Iggy Azalea's music video yes. for Fancy. She does it as well. And it's just iconic. Yeah. And she, uh, Alicia Silverstone was just recently in um, Lip Sync Battle
2: and she wore that outfit.
1: No shit. And it
2: was great. Wow. Yeah. So I was at baggage claim with her once for like. Oh, you were? Wait, talk about
1: burying (laughs) the fucking lead. What? (laughs) Sorry.
2: I don't, I didn't remember it until we were talking about her. Um, but no, I, I want was a
1: story that begins with I was at baggage <laughs> claim this one time with Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm.
2: So one Christmas when I was coming back from Ohio to L.A., mm-hmm. I was stuck at baggage claim for probably close to two hours uh. because our it was just, you know, it's typical Christmas at L.A.X. Oh, my God. So backed up. Um, <laughs> but I was stuck there waiting. Our bags hadn't come yet. And like, I even think I might have gotten my bags and I had to wait on a ride. Whatever I was doing, whatever I was there. And I do not see any famous people in LA. And after a while I looked up and I was like, oh my God, that girl looks really familiar. It was very recent. So she's got brown hair. But like, I was mm-hmm. like, that is Cher. <laughs> that is Alicia Silverstone. She is at the baggage claim. And she was there for probably a good 40 minutes. Whoa. And Just standing right in front of me. And like, both of Nobody's us were just kind of waiting for our bags. Yeah. Just like, given the, you know, the like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, shoulder shrug the whole time. But it was a very special moment for me. Because I was like, wow. <laughs> wow this speaks back deeply to a very kind of formative part which I think honestly like clues to me is too. every time I watch it now I am like it it legit is a good movie it's like a it's a great movie it's kind of a playoff of Emma which mm-hmm. is you know Jane Austen that's like a very like classic kind of structure of storytelling but like mm-hmm. it genuinely just it captured a moment even if it was kind of an exaggerated you know hyperbolic moment of the 90s like mm-hmm. being in you know rural ohio that to us was <laughs> the nine that was what was the cool that was it that was us that's what we got we didn't have a real yeah. we didn't have a pulse point for like what was actually fashion in the when 90s we were also young enough that we didn't yeah, we were also no. like, yeah, we were like, yeah. Speaking for all of us right here, we were all in our like, we were ten to twelve, like mm-hmm. coming into our teens. Yeah, we were pre-teens, yeah. we were tweens. We didn't, we wouldn't have a good grasp on so that anyway. Were but very that was, formative. yeah, that was kind of the only connection yeah. we had. And like, my parents at ten to eleven did not allow me to watch a lot of movies that were kind of you know, mm. to adults. So this was one that I actually slipped through and I got to see and it it formulated my entire... I had feather pens Get for them. like right the entirety until I was sold. in high school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's coming back around now. We're at that I loop point. Yeah. Right we're now. at that Yeah. Emma kind has of like, one and June chews all the feathers off We're at the, of it. Uh, the just about 20-year point where all of that mid-90s fashion is coming back. Yeah. I have 22-year-old friends in LA oh, yeah. who will right. show up to something we're hanging out with and I'm like, oh my god, throwback, and they're like, what do you mean throwback? Crop
0: tops <laughs> like, and chokers, And I just start weeping. Yeah, I'm like, why are you Doc wearing Martins like... Yeah. have come back. Yes,
2: I'm wearing Docs right now. Yeah. But that's I still a, like, it's still a deep thing for me from childhood. Yeah. But yeah, like, that's what the kids it's coming around now. But like, I just, Clueless had such an impact on the country. I think when you go back to the
1: part where they're walking Ty through the school for mm-hmm. the first time, and they're mm-hmm. pointing out the different packs of people, as absurd as it may sound... I feel like everybody mm-hmm. kind of was like, "Oh yeah, no, I get that. I'm there. There's there's the jock guys. Mm-hmm. There's the nerds. There's the there's the film mm-hmm. kids. There's the Persian fucking mafia. You have yeah. to yeah. own an Audi to hang out with them. Well, BMW, and that's yeah. uh, that's so LA, but that also it's BMW. very like
2: yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm just
1: saying, like it it identified the clickiness mm-hmm. of it, but everybody kind of see themselves in it. And I'm gonna be very open here. The scene where they showed. Uh, the four the, guys boom you know exactly because yeah. you met kn- sarah has met me and it's playing all the young <laughs> dudes and they're wearing flannels and they're wearing fantastically comfortable baggy jeans yeah. and everyone looks so fucking happy and they probably none of them have girlfriends but they look so happy <laughs> i love that fashion and i just i want it i want it to be okay and i'm way too old for it to be okay the good I news is for you is it seems to be coming back. it's
2: coming back yeah. no but i
1: can't wear that anymore you can
2: anybody can because once no, it becomes I've fashionable with the teens, on a
1: sh- i've been taking on a taken on a shopping trip recently yeah. with people to fix my wardrobe which, which we we will get into at some point on this um
2: give it a year and the big baggy oh wide God. junko jeans will be back I hope not. Wait, what did you just call them? A junkos, Jinkos, what are Jinkos? Got it right the second time. <laughs> they're Jinkos. I'm sorry. No, Taryn. I, now I they're really
1: Junkos because I want to see those kids rocking Jinkos. those big ass. Doesn't Junko
2: that make more sense? sense Isn't it J N C O? It's J N C O. But I, I don't think I ever knew how to say it in middle school and high school. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but, um, but no. Then Mean Girls copied that same kind of like it was the exact same kind of. For a new generation of, like, they literally did the scene where where they kind of just, like, pointed out. And, like, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure for years before that, all of the... Perfect. (laughs) Um, For years before that, like, a lot of movies did that. Like, Rebel Without a Cause, I'm sure, did the same kind of, like, point out. But it was very direct. It was a direct kind of just, like, it was structured the same way that kind of cool this was. And it really was. Filling the audience in. Yes. 'Cause like I, I also feel like just like from the mid nineties on, we all had like just with even Cher as being the narrator, kind of like speaking over mm-hmm. the whole film to the to the viewer, like that became it actually I feel like at least in my lifetime of like mid nineties movies as I was a kid coming in, mm-hmm. it was one of the first to kind of directly just give a verbal overview to the whole thing like your narrator is speaking directly to you even if you're not the characters yeah it really is and i felt like it was a stylistic choice that really kind of like it it made the movie kind of special as it was and it already was like a kind of you know a boilerplate you know shakespeare adaptation onto current Mm -hmm. times thing which has been done forever but the fact that they added that and it just it too just it Captured the 90s so well I just feel like it really grabbed so many Things and also just the ability To accurately even do A hyperbolic like kind of parody Version of kind of what 90s teens were Doing Mm -hmm. is so hard to do That the fact that they did it in a way that Like it spoke to Midwest kids like everyone Around the country and they thought it was The cool thing that everyone was Doing that they adopted as Well no and,
1: (laughs) and not just to Make a parody of it, like you said, but to do it so well that the people it was making fun of, i.e., our generation, yes, we I, didn't I thought know. it was We had no yeah. idea that it was it a was parody until, Much, I mean, conservatively yeah.
0: 48 hours ago, yeah, for some of us sitting at this table.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was just
0: so well, well done, yeah. She did enough reality mixed with enough innovation to make it
1: well she created dial i mean she created Mm -hmm. slang they talked about in a few of the extras (laughs) yes i had no the one that got me that i never knew what it was and again like watching this with fresh eyes i picked up on i was like you dumb you dumbass you've been pretending you know what this means for Mm -hmm. years you have no clue when murray comes up he goes yo girl you jeeping on me (laughs) <laughs> you, you jeep it on me girl do you know what jeeping means yeah. yeah i don't i didn't you generally knew what jeeping meant no
2: not at the time. It meant at me, time no i
1: mean even today if i yeah. use jeeping in a sentence oh. could you tell me what i meant by jeeping <laughs> no it means fooling around with someone else in the back of a jeep <laughs> that's what jeeping means jeep. well that's what but I that just, wasn't like, slang that like, wasn't a thing that existed she would keep she would keep books of when she was in these these high schools, the slang that they were using, and mm-hmm. then she'd keep other slang books of things that have been used in the past, and kind of created from my understanding of it, mm-hmm. this almost hybrid of things, mm-hmm. That then these became whatever. Yeah. When Amber threw that hard, oh, the whatever. hard Don't hand or whatever. Yeah.
2: That was some, our life. That was everybody. Some girl yeah.
1: in our age group has thrown at it somebody seriously. Oh, yeah. yeah
2: fully <laughs> but they also brought in like with Christian Christian I just think is the best character because it's so <laughs> funny that was the one that was the most openly kind of hilarious to me yeah Um. but when Christian comes in with his like James Dean looks and his like Nash Metropolitan which is such mm-hmm. a I obscure have little car which one of my neighbors has and every time I walk by them, I'm like oh my god it's like you have oh, a neighbor that has one of those yeah a guy that lives one street over from me every time I'm walking my dog there's like a little like turquoise and white that's Nash funny. on the street that is so cute and the first time I walked by I was like oh my god this car It's so cute what is it Fucking clueless um, But whole Christian's whole thing like everything he does Like when they're watching movies and like The way they signal that he's gay the whole time Is mm-hmm. also so clever And so just like when I was a kid It completely went over my head I yeah, had no idea But like he's watching I think he's watching Spartacus Tony Curtis, yeah. Tony yes. Curtis movies and some like which, it Yes okay some mm-hmm. like it hot Which are two very obvious like with like gay undertones She just thinks he likes Tony Curtis. Yes, and she just thinks he's like so like cultured and he like watches classic yeah. films and stuff and like that was so cute and it was like even to me I was like oh my god it's great he watches this old movie because that yeah. was something that was really important to me but then like it took years for me to realize kind of like yeah. oh It was the whole gay undertone that they were just signaling to the audience to be like he, like They show the
0: very first time of him standing in the doorway and throwing his coat over over his. 100%. Behind him is a newspaper, like, on the wall that's been framed, and the the headline is Road to Nowhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's
2: like... Well, even the James Dean comparison, because there's a lot of very historical, like, everyone's like, was he, wasn't he? Like, it's like a big thing, but like, now, when I watched it, I was just immediately like, it was funny. It was really funny because it was this mm-hmm. kind of like wink and just like it was so cleverly and subtly done that like and yeah. even Cher at the end is just like, you know, her her narration of the film has mm-hmm. such a like, you know, kind of like a sigh and like whatever, like yeah. I should have known. But like so from
1: what you're saying uh, that makes this film brilliant. I now again, having watched this film 48 hours ago. Yeah. Picked up on a bunch of him being gay undertones mm-hmm. that I never yeah. did like yeah. oh, when yeah. he goes up to the bar to get a drink, yeah, and he's flirting with the bartender, or when he's dancing with Cher and then he, he turns, turns and dances, yes. and dancing yes. with the guy. it's all yeah. there. No, mm-hmm. I never and I have watched this. I watched this when I was 11, I watched this when I was 15, I watched this when I was 20. I mm-hmm. never, for whatever reason, saw that mm-hmm. until I watched this 48 hours ago. And and like you said, it's just it. It's a it's a fantastic mm-hmm. movie. How it has these little subtle things mm-hmm. that, whether by age that I saw it was naivete, mm-hmm. or by just slowly seeing it,
2: yeah, wonderful. Well, because it is, I, and I still think it is. He still pitches like they. He's like the perfect boyfriend And you still yeah. are like He takes her to that great party In like the like Kind of like loft Or whatever they're in Like it's the 90s the movie Mighty party. Mighty Bastions yes. That's not a loft
0: With, That is obviously no, A, not a loft. super dope that's club
2: That's Josh's
0: College friend's party Right Supposedly But it's
2: like that 90s movie thing Where they go to a party That's just like Oh my mm-hmm. friend's throwing a party And there's like a world famous There's like a nationally yeah. famous band We've talked about that Rock and Yeah I think well, like, it's, it's That a-
0: happened in um, never been kissed. It did. Yeah, like it's every like, prom in the nineties had like, going, like a band uh, yeah. that was like
2: amazing, but and everybody's is, just you go jamming. back to
0: what
1: you know, eleven-year-old Justin in Ohio thought. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, yeah. parties are gonna be that's awesome. Genuinely in high school. getting mm-hmm. to college
2: in high school, that's what I was like. Every yeah. party is gonna be the. Fuck. Yeah. I'm
1: 34 years old. I've never I been. Still to haven't been to a party. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't, this that.
2: I haven't either, and it's still to Daytona. But it
1: wasn't quite. It wasn't. I walk into the thing and people are like kind of hip dancing together because Mm-mm. the the dance that like Ty and Cher did together. Yeah, that type of coherence. No, dating to Daytona, it was people falling over each other. Oh, it wasn't yeah. women dancing like very succinctly and beautifully together. Yeah,
0: I mm-hmm. just That may just be this just this, this movie, movie business.
1: Well, no, this movie as a whole though. The world that it creates, you want to step into and it's so believable. And I feel like that's a point I keep coming back to, but you don't hit, we have not hit yet, a lot of romantic comedies that create this, such a believable dream world Mm -hmm. that I have lived in the lie for now, I don't know, 34 minus 11, (laughs) 23 years. (laughs) I mean, that's effective.
2: Well, that too, because Cher doesn't really drink that much. She even is like, she is this Mm -hmm. popular kind of like, and that is very odd to me looking at it now, because it was like my ideal of like what all the popular kids were doing was like, it's just getting wasted at a party and like, Mm -hmm. but that's where the good parties were is like everyone that had booze and whatever. But Cher literally goes to these parties and she kind of, like, doesn't really drink. She stays, like... She's more of a planner. Yeah, she's, like, kind of this, like, overarching, like, mom type, almost. Yeah. She, like, just has, like... She understands she everything game. that's going on. She plays the game of the thing. She's at the party because she recognizes she has to be for her right. social standing, but she right. doesn't get wasted. She doesn't like make a fool of herself. Yeah. She stays kind of out of it. And it was like, she does smoke a little bit of pot. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But like, she, I mean, she left. She almost was even like, she would like joke about like, oh, yeah, I'm so like, oh, I'm messed up. Like, mm-hmm. on the, f- and it was just like, that was crazy for a, Kind of 90s teen movie because yeah. that didn't happen. So that was even very, to me, I it was. was have a, a kid. little more chaste
1: of a. Yeah, it was One also that she was very out there as being a virgin. Yeah,
2: she like had in no.
1: Mid-90s. She wasn't
0: out there. You didn't find out till two thirds of the way through the movie. But it was wasn't like held against her until no, it was like suddenly. No, you found an No, you
1: found out pretty close to the beginning. The minute the Ty character was introduced, because Ty's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm not a virgin."
0: Yeah, but she never says that she is or isn't. She,
1: I thought at I that think point, they she kind said of that talk her and about D, it at the yeah. party. No, no, because her because mm. Dee goes into how she's like, "Well, I'm technically a virgin with Murray," yeah, and then, but Cher is blah blah blah. Now you find out. Hmm. You probably find out about a third of the way through. Really? Yeah, I don't know. No I would. I think that's. Yeah, that's that's.
2: But they keep it because, like, I don't know. And it is part that Cher is our narrator, so that makes us far more sympathetic with her. But like, yeah, yeah. it is kind of like they put that out there, and it is like in a lot of other I feel like teen movies, it kind of be like a joke. But at first, it's just kind of like no. Cher is who we listen to Cher mm-hmm. is the one whose dad is a lawyer and she's helping with like law briefings and she's whatever so yeah, in a lot I of ways she's felt the like moral it was, center yeah it was almost like a parable to be like she's cool she's stylish she's gorgeous her dad's a lawyer and she's also like smart and getting mm-hmm. good grades and her glasses and also she's a virgin so like get it everybody you can yeah. do it too so <laughs> maybe that's just me i was like hell yeah you can you can be a nerd, but also cool. Yeah.
1: But no, one, one part, very quick point that I just think is so funny when you talk about the way that Alicia Silverson just encapsulated the character's share better than probably anybody else could, is that there was the scene where she got up to give her speech to uh, her, whatever, speech class, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, and she pronounced it the Haitians. Mm-hmm. That that was ad lib because <laughs> she did not know how to pronounce Haitians and they just rolled with it and the director said that that's the moment that she was like this is the character this girl has it let's just give her free reign that that was she didn't know how to pronounce Haitians and yeah. she went with it and that was you know that's what they went with
2: it's I, a good I mean it is like because I again watching it now as an adult it like I had a lot of different feelings as when I was like 10 watching this I was like oh my god I didn't realize that she didn't really understand a lot of these things, but Mm -hmm. she like the ability she had to like address kind of world issues and politics. I was just like, this is not a thing that has ever been brought up at my school or in my town or my dinner table. So Mm -hmm. the fact that I was just like, it was a high school popular girl talking about the Haitians, mm-hmm. even if it was wrong. <laughs> I didn't she even pick like, up on it. Even the fact that she tried to fake it for like, you know, spoiler alert towards the end where she tries to kind of become more worldly for Josh in the end was such a like impressive thing that I was like. Cher was always kind of above the high school guys and above that. Like, she just always wanted to be more mature and Mm -hmm. more kind of worldly and and everything. And to to me, when I was nine or 10, that was like a really good role model kind of thing Mm. for me because she was watching CNN. Even if it was very superficially, Mm. she was like trying. And even if it, you know, again, it was for a kind of superficial reason, but like she did it. You
1: know what? That's actually a really good question, Sarah. I would like to hear your opinion on that. Is Cher in this movie a good role model for young women? I mean, that's that's an hmm. interesting point that Taryn postulates because it, she is a, a woman of two opposing forces. There's a lot of superficial nonsense going totally on. Totally
2: vapid, but, yeah.
1: But at the end of the day, she's volunteering time for the Pismo Beach disaster, which for the record was entirely made up for this film yes. and it wasn't a real disaster. There was <laughs> no disaster. Uh, she gets iffy grades and argues them then... But she does seem to actually put her nose at the grindstone when she needs to. She's loyal to her friends. I, I, I guess you guys—you're
0: like answering your own question. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, no, but
1: you guys are the ones that were young women, and you have a daughter. Like, is Cher a character that you think is a good example? I, I guess no. What I'm...
0: I don't think she's a great example. I think she has a lot of very. Positive qualities. I mean, Emma watched half this movie with us, and I don't think at any point she was like, that's who I want to be. I'm empowered by this woman. <laughs> yeah. But I think she found her compelling and interesting. I don't know. I never I never thought about being a role- I come at it from a different point of view. I've seen this movie once before, and I don't remember when. I honestly I have a mind. I remember things really well and I cannot think of when I watched this movie but I know I wasn't really. I think I was maybe 14 or 15 and I must have been doing something else or distracted because I do not remember feeling anything about it. And I like it and I watched it and I find it funny. But I don't have a Casper like feeling for it. Are at you all. kidding me? Not at all. So, wait,
1: this is you and I in reverse Casper roles. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you have a lukewarm feeling yeah. towards it. And I, I have some no passionate. real,
0: like, really? I don't have nostalgia for it. I I recognize it as a cultural juggernaut, but I don't have personal feelings of connection to it. So, sorry. I feel like, but
2: you th- mean
1: even with Donald Faison
2: being in it,
0: <laughs> even
1: that's... because I feel like the minute Donald Faison was the equation, everybody. But that's, has I a...
2: feel like a lot of it, though, especially for girls, was like anyone a little bit older would have kind of realized it was more of kind of a parody or more of kind of yeah. a a kind of you know a a, a joke on the whole mm. culture as it was. Yeah, I never took it seriously. Yeah, I think I I literally saw it. Probably it was one of the few movies I. Saw was allowed to see when I was like 10. Mm, yeah. And 10 is like the just age where you like truly, my you don't age. know. Yes. Yeah. And I like, and I saw Casper a little bit. Yeah. And it was probably, I don't remember, but Casper still had a large effect on me. I loved <laughs> yeah. ghosts and haunted mansions. Oh, so I yeah. also was just like, oh, oh my yeah. God, a hot boy in a haunted mansion. I know. Let's do it. It's all mine. Like- um, but I think clues too. I always was a very, I was a very serious child and I was a very like, I was always the smart kid. That's how I identified myself from very young in life. Yeah. So I think even though it was, even when I was young, I think it was obvious to me that it was kind of a superficial mindset Cher took to her whole like, watch CNN, my dad's a lawyer, like mm-hmm. be ready for college thing. It was like. It's an idea that now whenever I talk to people about their kids or, like, anyone getting ready for college, it is this... You need to be worldly from the age of, like, five Hmm. up. You kind of have to be, like, ready and aware because, like, Mm -hmm. every kid trying to get into college has to be a member of 12 different clubs and you have Mm -hmm. to be very, like, in tune and, like, volunteering and all that. That was not a thing that was a widespread kind of ideal when I was a kid. And even seeing Cher that she did these, like her fake speech on the Haitians and Mm -hmm. like whatever it was at least enough that like she tried so to me I was even like oh she's kind of dumb but also like the fact that it's cool that she's trying was such a foreign concept to me at my little small town school Mm -hmm. that it just honestly I think it really meant more to me than I kind of understood at the time that like she was like and she and it too and like it's really messed up but the fact that like she and josh because josh was such a like beacon of like i'm so over all of this high school stuff i'm in college i'm cool i'm like the cool smart guy who's like listening to dave matthews and like going Mm -hmm. to protests and stuff was really to me even at 10 like a very like oh my god there is a thing after everybody who's into petty stuff because i was you know i was a nerd So I liked those things. So it was kind of this like mindset for me, like, well, in Beverly Hills, where they're all rich and fancy, like mm-hmm. these people are all like, they do, like, they're more informed, they're more educated, they're more whatever it is that yeah. I'm not in my tiny town. Wait, so, so
1: based on what you're saying, I know. Did you move to LA because <laughs> no. of clues?
2: I, I, I 100% did not, but it also was like, I know. Are you
1: staying weirdly. in LA because of clues?
2: <laughs> no, but it is like, I, I feel don't know. like there's a certain amount
1: of honesty pouring out, well, out of you right of now is in regards like, to girl
2: just growing up in a very 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 small town you are in a different mindset than than people (laughs) not quite (laughs) (laughs) than people whose parents are like these wealthy like you know worldly like lawyers Mm -hmm. and professors and stuff it is a completely different world you get into where even if you don't buy into like the fact that they are more well off than you Mm -hmm. the fact the sad fact of the matter in life is people who have more money have traveled more places they've learned more they've like been exposed to more things Mm -hmm. they've You know, a lot of location, too. Yeah, location is. You can be just as
0: smart as someone in LA, but the fact that they live in LA.
2: Absolutely. Like, your private school you're going to, like all of the characters in Clueless, is like Mm -hmm. you're getting an education that, as a kind of like, not poor, but like a middle class kid in rural Ohio, Mm -hmm. I would have killed for as a kid to be in a class where you could have a debate about current events. Like, that was wild. And it was awesome to me, even at 10. Mm-hmm. So basically, all I'm saying is, I was a huge nerd, and I was like, <laughs> "This civics class seems dope as shit." So, debate class, yeah, yeah, debate class. I was just like all about all of it. So, but cool. part of it was like, I, I mean, it was I a private school, wasn't it? I don't because they I'm had people sure. they just from, like from like Beverly all over Hills the place. High,
0: but it was it Beverly Hills. No, it was filmed there, I, but I yeah. think it was actually it was called like was Bronson Alcott. Yes. private school, like Bronson Alcott. I would assume that.
1: I make the assumption if Cher's dad was making that kind of money, he was sending her to a private yeah, school. Yeah, because
0: you wouldn't have people from all over, including the Valley, in your same school. Yes. Unless it was unless a it was private, private, private school. Unless it was a private school. Which yeah. also
1: begs the question like, I'm going to know what Britney Murphy's parents did for money. Because again, they answer you like the Birkenstocks. Oh, right, well, yeah. They, they answer the Birkenstocks. No, and Sarah, one thing that I think kind of came through in what you said in the rough summary of the movie that never hit me about this movie is. Cher's motivation in this film that I thought was just such a beautiful way to round it up that they said in the extras was that Cher lived in a fantasy where she wanted everyone to be the best that they could be. She wanted the yeah. best for everyone around them. And I thought that was such a whether it's realistic I would, that's a wonderful way to live. Mm-hmm. I would love to live like that. Whether she's trying to get Miss Geist together with her, her Mr. debate Hall. teacher, Mr. Hall. Whether she's trying to get Ty together with the shitty guy. Travis. I don't care to know his name. I like his attitude. Shitty guy. Travis.
0: What? Parkinson's. You don't like Travis. Mm- Travis no, 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 The
1: one she's trying to get. Him oh, Elton. Out. Oh, Elton. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy
0: Sisto. Yeah. He's don't...
1: the worst
0: though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't
1: care to know <laughs> his I name. But I love
0: Jeremy Sisto. Whether
1: she's trying to look over her dad for like his health and get him as healthy as can be. Like, I, I just thought that was a really cool way of describing her outlook on the world. that yeah. For some reason spoke to me really well that. She's manipulative
0: like, in a positive way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that she just wants the best for everybody. And yeah. It, I don't know. It was cool to see a story where a character being manipulated in that manner, that Mm -hmm. the lesson isn't don't do that in the end. That her lesson was kind of. I
0: feel like that still was a lesson. Was it? She got the two
1: teachers together. Her dad's still alive. She. Yeah. Yeah, But she fucked up
0: Ty's stuff and she. She
1: messed up Ty. We've got one.
0: She tried to find her perfect dude. That was her trying to get her stuff. Yeah.
1: I still feel like she's shooting 50% life philosophy 50% I think that's ain't where I bad. said
2: where I thought she kind of was a role model but like yeah. it, it everything she was shooting for was so positive and so just mature like yeah. being able to see that like these two teachers who were just these nerdy like but she introverted did it so that
0: she could get a to get a better grade, grade. but it
2: was yeah. the end result of it all was this kind of very like again yeah. I part of this is me as an adult watching it again kind of just knowing the world beyond high school Mm -hmm. was like you know she she had a mature view of all of it like trying to look after her dad's health like that's like a thing Mm -hmm. that like i think we all like that's a thing every time i see my dad now i'm like dad you need to make sure you're doing this and this and this like Mm -hmm. and i'm just like if i was 17 and i thought that i'd be so stoked that i was that kind of
1: "Mm taryn as you're watching this i feel like sarah Like, you and I are uh, enamored by this film because we watch when (laughs) you're younger. I feel like Sarah has a much more grounded view of this movie where it's like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. I don't know about this woman.
2: Yeah.
0: Wouldn't call her a woman.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, she's definitely like, it is like so many things are so high school. Yeah. And so childish. And so just like the fact that, yeah, the motivation for all of her good deeds Mm -hmm. are very... Teenagery like they're you know She wants a better grade she wants like to Make her she wants to like suck up to her Daddy so she can go out stay out later on Dates and like maybe it's also for Me that I never really Identified with
0: Her I guess I was more like I needed Like a Casper I needed like A love interest from Mm -hmm. the beginning Kind of thing where she goes through all of this, and I always liked her, but I was never all that interested in the the things she was doing in the games she was playing. And it wasn't until the end that she found who she decided she liked, which is a fine way to end, but I never identified with her liking him. And I think a lot of, at least girls in my grade, were like, what? She, like her brother? What is that? is she dating her old brother? That was a little. And and at least from what I barely remember from watching it when I was like 14 or something we were all just like huh. So weird ending. She's going to and maybe like 1800s Jane Austen I feel like that's a little bit more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Your ex step brother or whatever. But in, like, 1995, you're like, wait a minute, why are you dating this? And he even, like, in the, in the scene before they got together, he's defending her against his dad's clerk or whatever because she messed up some paper, and he's like, well, she just sent me back a day, thanks a lot. And he's like, she's just a kid, she's trying her best. So he's already, like, kind of infantilizing her. And then he's like, uh, you, you know you're beautiful, right? And she's like, oh, huh? and then they kiss, and I'm like, ooh, wasn't that just the girl you said was just a kid? Like, what's going on here? It's weird. It's
1: a weird ending. Sir, don't you bring your creepy undertones to this movie that I really <laughs> like?
0: <laughs> don't you
1: do that? Don't you take another thing away You're from ruining me?
2: Ruining it. <laughs> there is a tiny, but I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of because I was. I remember being a little like. What? Yeah, that's a little I just but, never identified with that yeah I think the thing I identified most with was that she was this popular kid who didn't have a boyfriend she didn't have because yeah. again being te- I feel like the difference in our ages when we both saw it is like the difference yeah. in how we kind of perceive the movie because I Probably. was young enough that I was still a child child and it was. You kind realize of,
1: we're not like 10 years apart. We're not, apart. but that, like, we're like the difference between. like four years apart.
2: The difference between like 11 didn't and watch 14... I it when it first came out. I watched it when I was like 14. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The difference yeah, yeah, okay, between I'm like sorry, a preteen yeah. and yeah. like a teenager right. is a huge difference. Okay. Those few years no, is no, a fair. monumental. Because, yeah. like, and it too was just my personality. I was never, I was always like, again, the smart kid who I already was doing a lot of the behaviors that Cher had, even if they were superficial. Mm -hmm. They were things that I looked at where I was like, it is the protagonist of this entire movie and our our narrator for the entire movie, which is how we are purposefully guided to see the narrative of the film Mm -hmm. through her eyes was, again, even if there were these superficial motives to like a lot of her actions, Mm. she was watching CNN. She was paying attention to her dad's law practice. She was like... Trying to impress her ex-step brother with, like, he was in college, she was older. Like, it was this thing. She was very mature. Mm -hmm. And, like, even what I remember when I was a kid thinking, like, oh, she's kind of like not cool. But also, Mm -hmm. it all came together. And a lot of it was like the fact that now when I watched it, I kind of realized, oh, she didn't have a love interest. Kind of, they were never serious. Like, Mm -hmm. when she started doing, like, going out with Christian, you were always like, even I think as a kid, I was like, this isn't going to work. I think he might be gay. This but I didn't weird. even know what gay was. I right. was just like, I just don't think this is right. You're like, yeah. I don't think this is going to match Yeah, like, up. I don't think this is going to work yeah. out. I don't well, know why. You...
0: Well, yeah, and I, I don't know. Maybe that's also a difference in our personalities that I always identified more with, like, the girl who was lost in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always had that, like, kind of lovesick streak in my heart. And... What do you, wait, what do you mean
1: the girl that was always lost in love?
0: Well, like the like I identified more with like more love stories or girls who were like Casper had, Yeah. <laughs> or had boyfriends or whatever. Like even in the movie, uh, hocus pocus the the Halloween movie, like he, like it sets it up as he's interested in this girl. And that kind of runs throughout the movie and they're together and they're you know, dealing with these witches together. And I was always like, well, I can get into this because there's like a love story going on, you know? Whereas that's what I think that's what appealed to you because it was different. She was, was popular. Yeah. It was not and she a was boy. Not, It was not a love interest. Right. Whereas thing. I was like, classically, like, boy, now. Where where be boy now? (laughs) (laughs) Where
2: be boy now? Well, and and that definitely was (laughs) a thing for me. boy. Boy me need. Boy
0: now where. Because
2: I always, (laughs) and this is quite telling as a child even, Mm. that I completely identified with being just like, I kind of always... I don't know i always thought i was kind of that strong personality yeah. where like and a lot of it was from the movies i watched the yeah. books i read that the personality i had was not going to get me a boyfriend mm-hmm. well yeah, and it was going to be that special it was like that kind of ideal though of the yeah, special, you have to get the, the, special. The, the like boy who kind of like realized like oh she's smart she's and different. tough and off yeah. off the grid of the normal like oh i 12-year-old. was always obsessed with like a guy liking me for
0: who i was yes yeah for sure. Like I always wanted that, which I think is why I like Christina Ricci so (laughs) (laughs) much because she's so Mm -hmm. different. But I mean, I think that also speaks to the fact that I got married a week shy of 25. Yeah. And, you know, settled into is like, you know, somewhere in my little
2: brains, like you must find men now. No. And that's like, that's still a thing that even kind of speaks to me because like, I don't know. I, I yeah. again I was from a small town and just a lot of movies that is like mm-hmm. the that's the through line of the whole thing right. is yeah. kind of everything comes through some sort of romantic relationship or finding that. Or even if it is a very independent woman or an independent protagonist who is kind of outside of that, mm-hmm. Um, I think this was one where it was like you meet Cher the whole time and that's like it's her goal. But she also is just very much like. Yeah, I think I'm kind of above the boys at this school. Yeah, she's doing And that to me, stuff. it was like, we don't have a lot of female protagonists who kind of are like, they're looking for it, but also like yeah. she's not willing to kind of Settle. set herself yeah. down where she is like, again, even if they're superficial, she's watching CNN. She's mm-hmm. keeping at least like a... An very kind of stuff. idiotic eye on She's things. She's w- learning least... new
0: words. Yes. And, and reading like,
2: a book. <laughs> when you're 16 and you can give a headline of something you saw, I couldn't yeah. do that when I was 16. Yeah. Like, you know, it was it was very, to me, like, it spoke to me. And then she did, and it was always because I, again, small town, very few, very small pool mm-hmm. to fish from. Sure. Um, but it was, like, the like, fact I that... I gotta she, get out of here. Yeah. She did have this kind of mature worldview that, like, led her to outside of you know the high school of like a college boy who like he was actually smart yeah. and that was his thing. Like, and he's always at her house, even at ten. Yeah, and well, that was, that was a convenient. little creepy. Like, let's not all ignore it. it. Was like, oh, he was your ex. They yeah. aren't related in any they way. Aren't. It's they not are. really weird, but, yeah. but it's it is like weird. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. But that's very Jane Austen too, mm-hmm. because everyone marries their cousin. In every yeah, like, that is very Jane whole piece so of literature. I- <laughs> oh well, I think one of the other reasons
0: that maybe I don't. I don't know. I I didn't respond to this as well. I maybe saw it too late. I didn't see it exactly when it came out. Or maybe I did, but I don't remember. But the movie that came out a year later that I saw um, three to four times in the theaters was Romeo and Juliet. Mm. And that movie, oh my gosh, that got me really good. So if we're talking about like screen adaptations of old plays slash novels like Leo DiCaprio and Claire Danes and that was like same you know came out literally a year later but man that was like my jam my in my heart close to my heart jam
1: so you think that you just identify with Romeo and Juliet Mm -hmm. in the way that Taryn and I identify with Clueless I guess (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess I was super into it. So that had I'm a little choosing... bit of high didn't they have a little bit of high fashion in it? It had
2: It was very I
1: never actually saw it. Just remember it was the, again I it was another of... very
2: tailored to the nineties. Yeah. Like they very much made it, was, it a It was Bas Lerman. Baz Luhrmann, Baz Lerman, yeah. yeah. So it was very frenetic and so very... No, it
0: didn't have like, particular fashion, no. Yeah. But it was a 90s adaptation. A I saying, when I say
1: high fashion, I'm just picturing Leo in the trailer. No,
2: in yeah. the trailer. He's wearing a Hawaiian wearing the, shirt most he has of a the movie. Which oh, honestly okay. okay. <laughs> is very good.
1: Okay, yeah. I'm way on board with that because the only thing I knew was him wearing the armor and like the weird oh, yes. angel wing. Oh, uh, that
0: was for a costume party.
1: Okay, yes. I kind yeah. of assume from what I know of that movie that that was his wardrobe. Okay,
0: and in that movie, no, that's not his wardrobe <laughs> at all. That was a costume party. It was. Okay. Um,
1: you just did away with Many questions I had about that film <laughs> for a lot of years. <laughs> wearing so angel
0: wings, wings. yeah. Um, no, he was so great, and Paul Rudd plays a total doofus in that he movie. He is also in so that I movie, so I never felt like very connected to Paul Rudd because he's like to- he's Paris he's like a doofus he like yeah. look he's wearing that astronaut costume and he looks back and they're like ha ha ha, ha yeah. and she's like secretly canoodling with Leo behind the pillar because who wouldn't and be? yeah and guns are swords they call them they're swords but they're actually guns yeah. and it's very violent and Harold Perrineau is like very violent you know, doing that Queen Mab speech and like cross dressing and I was like, What is this? This yeah. is
2: amazing. It was very it was kind of like very provocative yeah. and like I think that's what again yeah, was I was young. Crying. Crying I was that young when I saw it. Face. But it was like this very it felt yeah. like a very transgressive yeah. thing. Because it was just like Yeah. In Shakespearean plays, that's kind of how things were more often. Yeah. Like men were playing women's roles. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like yeah. different like gender bending stuff back then that we just did not accept in a you know in right. our kind of timeline but like the fact that they kind of embraced Mess a kind of like bit, yeah there was yeah. a lot and it was very modern that i like oh yeah that but that felt that da- her dad's so always
0: drunk
2: yeah and but it still felt because it's is trying his best yes but yeah. it still was that very shakespearean text and shakespearean dialogue yeah that i feel like the fact that but Cruelous they got the
0: best actors too. they did I mean, oh and Claire it's Daines so good and
2: leo, and leo is just mm-hmm. i mean i'm never gonna complain i still yeah. will forever being a child of the 90s oh, I cut leo his, is after everything. that movie
0: i cut his picture out of tiger beat and put yeah. it on Oh my it God. To the back of my door just gorgeous
1: mm-hmm. i watched one also. wait you got tiger beat i think so yeah, yeah i did too
2: fantastic <laughs> for InSync. i just actually watched a family video of my sister and i having a it was like an nfl fantasy draft over InSync pictures Ooh. in our tiger beat magazine where we're both sitting on the floor You're and like my parents are yeah too. being like well i already got a group picture this week so i feel like <laughs> you get the group and i get That's the one of joey so funny. yeah it was very why not buy two tiger beats Well, you know, we just had our system. I don't really know. It was a bonding experience. You shut up with your damn answers. (laughs) That was logic, and I don't appreciate that. Um,
1: You shut up with your date and logic. This is Plain City talk. I guess so. Let our Plain City roll free. Two of us love this movie. One of us doesn't hate it. But the real question... I accept
0: it as a very good movie. I have no qualms about it being a good movie.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Two of us have a guttural love of this movie <laughs> that is, that is in, in our DNA. One of us has seen the movie and doesn't hate it. It just okay, wasn't part of sure. your formulation as a young woman. Yeah, But is it a romantic comedy? So let's start
0: digging into our... Elements. Yeah, our elements. All right. Well, the meet cute doesn't really exist because they already knew each other.
1: Well, we get but he a just su- shows
0: up in her kitchen.
1: We get what is our tr- pseudo meat cute, our trick meat cute. What's that? Well, that's when uh Christian walks in. That's kind of a pseudo trick oh. meat cute. Okay. Maybe that's the thing we need to come up with a name for it, like a misdirect meet-cute, because I think we've had in some of the others... Faux-mute-cute. Yeah, foam meet cute where a guy walks in and it's like, this isn't our main romantic interest, but all of a sudden we are introduced to him in a manner that is because he comes in, like you said, with the James Dean slung over yeah. his thing, and even Rat though there's pack. some hints behind him...
2: But, like, Paul Rudd also shows up just making a sandwich in the kitchen. It's yeah. like, he's like, he's like the kind of, like, dark horse that, like, he was there the whole time which mm-hmm. I feel like is such a trope too of like yeah. he's kind of like the the best friend under your nose like, yeah who like was there the whole time and like he's just around and like but like from the beginning he's always around and he's always kind of like being a provocateur mm-hmm. towards Cher and like saying like you need you're smart you need to try harder mm-hmm. like did you like do you know even what you're talking so about so like, really
1: introduce a name for that type of me, cute like maybe under a, your maybe
2: nose a, love or a slow burn a slow burn, mm-hmm. I think. Under is a pretty under your nose good. or a
1: slow burn meat cue. Because we've had a couple movies where we do not get a meat cue. We're first introduced with the character. Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. Maybe we need to develop that a little more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we don't get a hard, hard meat cue. No. Okay, we've already got one. The jobs pseudonaut. of the protagonists neither are, there... are architects
0: or No, they're just <laughs> high school students. Well, and a college student. Uh, the location is extremely important. This would not work anywhere. Very, yeah, but, it yeah. has to be it's Beverly Classic. Hills. There's no
2: way around it. Yeah,
0: Beverly Hills, that's where I want to be. Uh, there is not really a precocious child,
2: but... I feel like Cher might be the precocious yeah. child. Yeah, she her Weirdly. own precocious
1: child because she does kind of interject She's on some narrator, things her she does. With her she dad. really
2: does. Like she really is the one kind of giving advice to people and like kind of setting people straight. And even mm-hmm. with even with um Josh, she kind of always comes in as like she teaches him something. She like yeah. she gives him advice. She and, reflects like, sets on her own yeah. behavior. Yeah, she does. That's
1: is so- every character by. The sheer virtue of their age, their own precocious child for oh their <laughs> well,
2: because Ty Which also. Because... I feel like we haven't given any time to Ty, who is like such a good character, and she she's truly so has great. a lot of like good where she's just like, I don't care what you want me to be. Like, I like Travis. I like this is me, and like mm-hmm. you've. I, I appreciate everything you've done for me, but also, what I... mean. she figures yeah. it out. You actually yeah. saying that? I
1: feel like Ty is the one that of of anyone in this film is the most grounded. She
2: definitely is. She is the is, one that, she's
1: the rock for everybody else that they revolve she's around. She's the
2: identifying, yeah, like kind of she ga- base point She kind of starts mm-hmm.
1: where she ends up other than wardrobe. Yeah. And everyone else. She, she gets carried
2: real...
0: away with them, but then she comes back to herself. Yeah, but she's always yeah. very
2: true to herself and yeah. says like, but also I, I don't know. I just feel like share aligns with that in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. she, her persona, again, her persona of like all of this like, I'm, I'm doing this for a grade. I'm doing this to be popular. I'm doing this to be cool. It all comes down to she still is doing it. And Mm -hmm. to a degree, it is like the things you do, whether they are for kind of a teenage posturing, Mm -hmm. the fact that you're going out of your way to kind of impress someone of this mode, like of watching, you know, keeping up on the latest news and being able to like participate in debate class, even if it is a little bit shallow, like Mm -hmm. that's you. Like even if it's you're faking it the whole time it is that you're like wanting to at least be on that first step of True. being informed and so i i feel like when ty kind of came at her and said like it was she was kind of the lesson of the movie of being like mm-hmm. i want to be your friend but also i want to be me right that kind of was the lesson to share of like she wants to like she was choosing ty as like a project but also if she wanted to be her friend she wanted to She genuinely liked her. She genuinely was, like, at a point where she was trying to support Ty in being herself. Like, she came to that realization kind of with the Josh relationship and all that. Where Mm -hmm. that was her personality and her character the whole time. And it just took a little bit to get there. Yeah. So, I felt like that was a whole... The the whole well-rounded, you know, lesson of the movie was... She was a complete
0: character, yeah. Yeah, to kind of be, like, be yourself. Do your thing. Uh... That kind of rolls into my point that perhaps this is less a romantic comedy and more a bildungsroman, a female bildungsroman. We've seen a lot of male-driven. It's coming basically like a coming-of-age story mm-hmm. or like a, you know, a, a growing into yourself kind of story, um, and oftentimes they go hand in hand, like shallow Hal or. Um, Fifty first dates, you know, where you're growing as a person as know, part of the story. But does
1: share grow at the end? Because she's you even, don't think
0: so. Well, she then, would never have considered Josh.
1: She would never consider Josh, but remove Josh and every other element in the film, she was still a nice person. She was still There's like outgoing. a whole I th- denouement
0: newmont where she's out of her friend group and she's trying to figure out who she is and what she wants.
1: But I still, as the viewer, feel like Cher would have volunteered at the Pismo Beach disaster. I feel I like know. I don't. I don't know. I guess she more time.
2: No. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's where she would have been because at the beginning of the okay, film. Okay, yeah.
1: Talk me into talk me into this. Well, Maybe just, I'm seeing it the wrong way. I
2: think it is. It's it's reflected through her relationships through her friends. So mm-hmm. she in the beginning with um Deanna Murray is very much like they love each other but they fight all the time. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They're kind of a disaster. By the end, she's more kind of accepting yeah. that they, like, when you know. When no one's listening, they'd say the sweetest things Yes, to each when, other. when no one's around, like, I think it is she observes that they, like, truly do, like, have some sort of affection for each other. Mm. By the end, she does see that Ty, like, she sees Ty for who Ty is, that, like, Ty comes to her and says, listen, like, that's just not who I am. I like mm. Travis, like even if it is narrowly defined in the way that like all of her friends kind of interact with their significant others at the time like that leads her to that and like through herself too when she isn't really friends with any when everyone kind of shuns her she's volunteering for the Pismo Beach yeah. relief fund or whatever she has it more is time and she's kind to of like the-
0: yeah, more
2: than just okay. So, being you're, so yeah,
1: okay. So so then maybe Cher does grow through the film a little more yeah. than I. She
0: definitely. She, but she takes it in. There's a fantastic soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack yes. is oh, well. There's, the there's a goddamn mus-
1: There's a musical made off the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk about. Is the soundtrack mm. integral to the movie?
0: Somehow it like has everything. Like it has like two David Bowie songs, yes, two Radiohead songs.
1: Jesus, all the young that all the young like, dudes again we yeah. talked about it. The all the it young dudes. It is very like, like
2: it's so like hip. Yeah, for being like looking back on it now, even yeah. I'm like in the nineties. What
1: How it even begins?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I sit oh, here fine. and watch them go rushing by. Bye. Okay. So the song that the supermodel song goes, and I'm young and I'm hip and I'm beautiful. So beautiful. I want to be a supermodel in that song, like in the middle, she does this talking part and she's like, and I didn't eat yesterday and I'm not going to eat today and I'm not going to eat tomorrow because I'm going to be a supermodel. And I was just singing that in class, in art class, like to myself when I was like 16 and my someone I can't remember who it was one of my teachers overheard me and was like what did you say (laughs) and maybe it was math class I think it was my math teacher and he and I said oh it's just a song I'm just singing a song he's like did you eat today I'm like yes I ate today what's going on (laughs) like it's just a song that I was singing it's called supermodel it's the popular song and he's like I don't know. I don't like that. And he like kept his eye on me for the rest of the semester because he thought that I but was. That's like... a, they
2: were all very kind of sarcastically <laughs> yeah. used and like sardonically yeah. used songs about society. Because like again, <laughs> when I was a kid, to me that was like a goal almost of like, yeah. oh no that is what I must do to become this person. So almost when Cher was like, the beginning of the movie, we're like, that's music playing. Mm -hmm. Her life is this perfect Beverly Hills, you know, everyone
0: will want to dress like me because
2: I'm a supermodel. Yeah, it's very... But it does go from the beginning of the film. That's what it is because you look at their lives and you're like, oh my god, it's so cool. Like, they're in Beverly Hills, they're rich, and they're like living their best fashion lives.
1: I think we just need to all be okay with the fact that if it, if it's a 90s movie and it has mm-hmm. a Counting Crows song on it, I know we're it's perfect. Okay, it's Yeah. Perfect.
0: I loved when I heard that Counting Crows song. Of course, that was associated with and, Josh. Yeah, how of course. We, how would we, we not uh-huh.
1: mention rolling with the homies? Oh, oh it's a God. pivotal part. When she hands her the little tape and she's gonna yeah. throw it the fire, she's, she's like, like no, "This no, is
2: the first song dance to." Yeah. That party uh, at that—it's yeah. like weeping party. over a guy that you
0: never really liked, but you still feel like. Did you yes. Can I ask that? you a personal
1: question? Sure. Did you ever have a song you identified with a guy? Oh hell yeah! So many. Really? Shut I the had a fuck whole up! Mix really? tape. Yeah. I had
2: a mixtape. That for you sure. identified with
1: multiple gentlemen? Like each no song one. was a different one? No, that's different. No, I mean a song. I one song yeah. that it was. Name the song. Carried Away by George Strait. <laughs> Taryn, you. <laughs>
2: Fields of Gold by Sting. It's no, not cool. It's not cool. It's not cool at all.
0: Well, neither is George Strait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So neither of you guys exactly
1: <laughs> named cool songs. It's all like you guys Where did you go by? Do the you have a song things?
0: associated with the girl? Yeah. No. What about? It's a beautiful
2: day. <laughs> say, Fuck you.
0: <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs>
2: Bono doesn't really speak
1: to you. No, your romance. it's a longer <laughs> fucking story than I care to get into in the right, it's a
2: music video that hey, he made. Yeah. I truly hate you too, so I'm uh, on board with whatever's
0: going
1: <laughs> on here. God, I hate you. You've watched that? I hate you so much. You made a
2: music video for a girl.
0: <laughs>
1: I made a music video for a girl I liked in high school, okay? And it was messed up.
2: You're no. gonna need to see that right no, now. No, 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 right no, no. No no, right no! no! No, it's not done! And it's happening okay, <laughs> I let's gotta talk. see what, it What
1: the romantic <laughs> comedy elements Montage Oh yeah No there's mon- uh, Shopping yeah. montage Yeah with, uh, shopping. The makeover montage yep. What the fuck were they Washing out of her hair
0: That's the hair dye It's the yeah Is
1: there hair. a dye That you hit that With normal water And it comes out like Yeah Phew.
0: That's what it looks like Are like, you kidding me Yeah No What happens when you Shampoo like. your hair So no No that's That's Normal that's hair dye. dye. Yeah, yeah, that's hair dye. Then what was in her hair? You, dye. She yeah. just rinsed the hair. That's they rinsed her hair dye. You out. have to rinse on your first application. You to put it the... in. You let it sit on your hair.
1: Oh, they were then dyeing then rinsed... her hair. Yeah, they were. Re-dying. Oh, I thought they were removing no. the no. dye in her hair. No, they've so redied yeah, anytime it. Anytime
2: you dye, there's like a washout period. Okay, like no, you no, no, get. Gotcha. You yeah. get darkness. Gotcha. You. You know, I don't. The whole yeah. Thing. Okay, yeah. that
1: makes perfect sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, thought she, that, I thought that I thought girl just had busted roots or something. So. No. Okay, what else do we have in here?
0: I don't know because I forgot my paper. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> is this a
1: romantic comedy? I know, I know that most of this episode is dealt with bouncing I think it's around, mostly nostalgic. a comedy.
0: But it has romance in it. If you had to justify, so
1: Sarah, if you had to justify a number, again, from one to ten, one being it's not one bit a... Romantic comedy. It's a horror film or whatever it may be. Right. 10 being the quintessential You've Got male. I'm
0: giving it the same as I gave Shallow Hal, which is a 6. Because it has a lot of comedy. It has its own world. It, it hits a lot of the elements, but not all of the elements. Because I can't think of what they all are. Um, but I think it's more of a Buildings Roman with romance as part of it. I mean, there's a classic Gene Austin Maybe a seven, but you're are you six, going with a mostly. six or seven? You're going with six. Yeah, you six. want six
1: point five? No, we're going with six on because
0: Tara. there's no real, there's no like I don't know, not a lot of romance in it. They don't. She doesn't really go on a date with anyone. She bops around. There's a lot of talking about boys, but there's not a lot of like actual boy stuff. And then all of a sudden, she's making out with her ex step brother. And you're like, well, wow.
1: That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Taryn, what about you?
2: So I think I look at it from a kind of viewpoint. of I don't watch a lot of kind of modern romantic comedies especially, but I think it falls in the line of kind of a screwball comedy a little bit.
0: Hmm.
2: I am a For huge sure. fan of kind of Katherine Hepburn, Cary Grant movies from the late 1930s, which is usually like it's a very strong female protagonist in a mm-hmm. comedy. She's very like, self-sufficient she's comedic there are a lot of comedic notes with the whole thing and the love interest is kind of this thing where it's a reluctant male like protagonist who falls in love with this kind of quirky Hmm. person yeah and that was actually that's what i wrote my thesis about for college that's like my thing i love katherine hepburn i love Cary grant i love all of their films they did in the late 30s Mm -hmm. screwball comedies were Nothing. Mm-hmm. so i i never even thought of it as that until kind of thinking about it now again as an adult thinking of it's a very strong female protagonist mm-hmm. and again you know flawed there's a lot of things that are very you know a lot of shallow things whatever mm-hmm. but you have this kind of dark horse romantic lead behind the scenes the entire time Cause Josh is there from very early in the film and we always see him yeah. and he's very charming and he is very appealing to the audience member where he's always there and he's smart and he's mm-hmm. responsible and he's, you know, he's just, he's there. And you, I, I just feel like, and this is a lot of me watching it now as an adult that I see that he's coming in as like, okay, mm-hmm. we're not supposed to know this until the end, but everything Cher does leading up to this, Tells us that they're gonna lead, they're gonna like be together yeah. because she becomes more these superficial things she clings to through the whole movie. She kind of like when she's on her own, those are the attributes of herself that she kind of falls Sheds. into later. Um. That, like, you know, like her, her watching Santa and her, her. Getting good grades was important to her. So Mm -hmm. she's, like, participating in debate club. She's doing whatever she has to do to be kind of on the the forefront of that. She's trying to lead her father's life, lead her friend's lives. These are very mature things that, like, even if she had those kind of immature instincts behind them, by the end... She's looking at them as like, I do want to help. I do want to try to do the best for the people around me. And I do want to do the best for me. And, you know, I am looking forward to past high school and like I'm maturing. And Mm -hmm. she reaches that point, like her little epiphany in front of the the fountain in Beverly Hills, which is very like, you know, a little cheesy. But it is like she narrates us through that. And we it's very easy for the audience to see that. And when when she reaches that point, you as a viewer of the film realize well, Josh was there the whole time, and yeah. he was this person, and that is kind of a very old school kind of, you know, yeah. All of my favorite romantic comedies from the '30s and '40s kind of have that, you know, back door where you're like, oh my god, they couldn't possibly get together, mm-hmm. but they you know, the together. whole time they're so they're watching around the corner. So I think it is, yeah, I think it is a romantic comedy. I think it's a little yeah. more one
1: to, one to ten though. You got to put a number. I on I would give ten it, being, you know, I'd tip give top. it about a
2: seven. Because I think if a lot of it does focus on the the personal of share. It po- it focuses on share Cher- shares. So you're pretty Cher's close life. to yeah. Sarah's sex. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. like it isn't a very 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 traditional in terms of like the kind of yeah. modern definition. Sure. But I think it kind of it brings in a lot of different aspects. Yeah. And, the
0: relationships
2: are important. And just I don't know. I and I personally I'm not a big romantic comedy fan mm-hmm. in the traditional sense. So I like a little more. I like a female protagonist that kind of finds herself throughout. Yeah, the course of the narrative Makes so that's sense. very important to me where i would even <laughs> even though i give it a seven like for me it's more of like it's a higher personal rating for mm-hmm. me because that's what i like to see like i like yeah. to follow the journey and i like a little bit of throwback behind the scenes yeah as of, a movie yeah. it's
0: like a nine but as a rom yes
2: yes but as a romantic comedy it's like i feel like a seven because it isn't it doesn't follow a lot of the tropes of the kind of more 80s 90s yeah
1: that's fair uh, we're going to go right up the scale, six, seven, eight. Cause I'm giving this bad boy an eight as a romantic comedy, because I feel as someone that it, I think it has obviously a lot of comedy. I think the romance is present. Mm-hmm. I think it hits a lot of our bigger tropes. Uh, and I think it's got a, a decent amount of life lessons of, uh, just kind of following your heart, Sarah.
0: I don't know what's happening to you, but <laughs> you're like falling into Owen Wilson voice. You're being very, you're very moved by this film.
1: Either way, if if I had to give this movie give,
0: <laughs> okay, Purple Mouth.
1: <laughs> am I am I very Purple Mouth? Yes. Red, right?
2: red red wine <laughs> makes me Owen
0: Wilson. Stay close to me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: no, if I had to give this movie a score, it, it, if it's a rom com. I'd go six, seven, eight. I think it's a little higher than most people would realize until you sit down and watch it under the guise of "is this a rom
0: com?" Yeah,
1: that's kind of where I'm at. Is it quintessential? Would I hold this up? And if an alien, because our, oh, our, our uh, new yeah. our new gauge is if an alien landed on Earth yeah. and asked what a rom com is, you, show has, them would you show this movie? Them, yeah, I would not show them this film.
0: No, <laughs> I might show you know, again. Them again, after I four think or
2: five. And I, I again come from. I am not a big – I don't watch a lot of modern rom-coms. It's just not my thing. But kind of the screwball and romantic comedies of the 30s and 40s are a thing that I really, really, really – that's a thing I was drawn to when I was younger. And now even that, like, it usually was – the screwball comedies especially was a very mismatched couple – it was, you know, you usually honestly had a female protagonist, which again was rare at the time. So that speaks to me. Yeah. So that was important to me. That I was like, hell yeah, 1930s, and we've got mm-hmm. like a strong woman in charge of this film. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where I'm like, it is a romantic comedy from a kind of different standpoint. And I I appreciate the fact that Amy Herkling was able to take such a she used a modern context for a shape, or a Jane Austen era story, yeah, but she i I just feel like it incorporated so many different eras of filmmaking, of kind of women's stories in film or even entertainment, like in literature mm-hmm. and it it kind of tied it all together in this really nice way that was very topical that even today, like again, I have young friends who were not alive in nineteen ninety five who watched Yeesh. you know. They find themselves even just the fashion and everything Mm -hmm. emulating it. And I'm just it's it it has it is a touchstone. It has become a touchstone of our generation. And I think kind of a very large circle of kind of people around our generation that it has become a very big. And the fact that they could do that to be that widespread culturally, I think you have to be able to pull from so many different points in literature in film and art in general that you have really touched into something i don't know i think she pulled from so many things that it truly spoke to a lot of people and it will be timeless because it is very it is so rooted in the 90s but we still clueless is still to people younger than us older than us Mm -hmm. is very like important to us and everyone relates to it and that is like You pull from film, you pull from literature, you pull from poetry, you pull from all of it, and you make a really good movie. And Mm. that's outside of romantic comedy, that's outside of everything, but it is, I don't know, that's kind of a broad, I'm a broad picture person, and I really think it does, it does a lot. Yeah. So, I think it's good. I think it's great. Can I ask
1: what she just said in (laughs) a much simpler fashion, Sarah? What did your young daughter think of this film?
0: Oh, she wanted to know, can I watch the rest of this tomorrow? (laughs) Because she only saw half of it. Oh, okay. But did she, I mean.
2: (laughs) She liked it a lot. Okay.
1: So something about it spoke to her that is, like Karen said, is a little bit timeless.
2: Recently, I was reading about Little Women, the 90s version with Winona Ryder and Kirsten Dunst Mm -hmm. and Claire Danes. I didn't know a woman directed that. But for some reason, it was one of those movies that just stuck with me. I love that movie. That I really like. I'd seen a lot of. <laughs> there's, a, there's And Catherine Hepburn is my favorite actress of all time. <laughs> and she was in a, a, an iteration of Little Women in the 40s that I just watched. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. It was good. It was very good. Mm-hmm. But the one from the 90s, I just. It just felt the relationship between the sisters like. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a it's a, a female director makes a big difference yeah. to a woman watching a movie, I feel like. Even as a child, like mm-hmm. that made a lot of difference to me. And I,
0: yeah,
2: just knowing Clueless came from that point, I think kind yeah. of is very important. I think she kind of captured the female relationships between all the protagonists very mm-hmm. well. And, yeah. you know, we all moved on with it. And it was mm-hmm. great. So, whatever.
1: Or- <laughs> okay, so at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that clueless is a movie that is highly enjoyable whether it's a romantic comedy or not it's kind of up in the air if sarah though if someone wanted to check out our instagram mm-hmm. in regards to clueless this that or the other
0: where would they look <clears throat> for that romcom com dot com on instagram
1: and if they had an opinion about whether clueless was a romantic comedy or the impact that it had on their generation where mm-hmm. would they where were they write to us out on that
0: they'd go to their email app and type in mail at romcomcom.com
1: and if they uh wanted to look up the band that does our intro or outro mm-hmm. what's the band name that they'd look up
0: uh, this is my suitcase Damn right they would Sarah And the album <laughs>
1: The keys is to Cat, Cat Heaven. Heaven And the song
0: is love, love. So absolutely
1: <laughs> everybody should look that up It's a Columbus band and They're absolutely fantastic uh, And we are proud to have them with us Taryn we are so happy to have had you here with us For this episode was... Just ripping through Clueless I'm glad that I had another person <laughs> That it meant so much to as well I did yeah, right. know going into this That Sarah was uh, uh, not quite as passionate about it, no. but I feel like we we really found
2: some truth. I was glad to be here. This was, was a great movie, really. and I love I love talking movies with people. So it's fun. Talking glad movies. glad to be back with you guys. Talking, so. movies,
0: talking with movies with people. people. Talking movies. People talking <laughs> movies. Movies <laughs> talking people All around movies. each other. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! Thanks for <laughs>
2: Got wine pouring. uh... Oh shit! It's empty. (laughs) It's fine.